Hello everyone. You are listening to the Creative Biolabs podcast, we provide reliable exosome-related services and products to clients around the world. Our services cover all aspects of exosome isolation and purification, identification, antibody and engineering. Dear friends in the audience, you are welcome to listen to our program on time every Saturday night. Today, we have our old friend Dr. Hofstadter in the program. There is a lot of interesting knowledge waiting for us to explore. Let's welcome Dr. Hofstadter with warm applause. Would you say hello to our audience, Dr. Hofstadter? Good evening every dear friend in the audience. It is quite nice to see you again. Thank you for your invitation dear Connie. I'm very glad to be here. Thanks, Dr. Hofstadter. So in the last program, we learned that exosome-mediated intercellular communication involves lipid molecules. For example, phosphatidylserine helps exosomes internalize and promotes cholesterol accumulation in recipient cells. For another example, lasophosphatidylcholine is involved in the uptake of exosomes by apoptotic cells and is eliminated during the degradation of these cells. We also briefly discussed three different fates of exosomes on target cells involved in cell-to-cell communication. I think we still have a lot of information to explore about the lipid composition in exosome membrane tissue and its specific role in cell communication. So, where do we start, Dr. Hofstadter? Okay, let's start with the lipid composition of exosomes at the very beginning. Like cells, the membrane of exosomes is also a phospholipid bilayer. One obvious feature is that the lipid composition in exosomes is very different from their source cells. Specifically, the contents of sphingomyelin, phosphatidylserine, phosphatidylinositol, and free cholesterol in exosomes are high. In contrast, phosphatidylcholine decreased. That's interesting. Can you explain more about the proportion of these lipids in the exosome membrane? Sure. On average, sphingomyelin in exosomes was four times more than phosphatidylcholine, as opposed to parental cells. In mammalian cells, the content of phosphatidylcholine is three times that of sphingomyelin. Another reverse balance may occur between diglyceride and ceramide, but, I mean more analysis is needed to establish this observation. What does this reverse balance mean for exosomes? Well, in fact, this reverse balance between choline-containing phospholipids is essential for the synthesis of typical exosomes. It monitors the sorting of active phospholipids during the biogenesis of exosomes on the polycystic restriction membrane. In other words, the proportion of various lipids in exosomes is determined by the reverse balance. I see its importance. But what about sphingomyelin and cholesterol? What does their increase in exosomes represent? The increase of sphingomyelin and cholesterol suggests the formation of the raft. In fact, the raft is separated from the exosome membrane. Lipid rafts on exosome membranes can restrict membrane flow and participate in a variety of functions, including transmembrane signal transduction, material endocytosis, lipid and protein directional sorting. However, as reported in some works, it is unreasonable to assimilate the whole exosome into a raft, because other lipids account for the membrane composition. Okay. 
So, let me go a little bit deeper. Some studies have shown that nuclear magnetic resonance analysis shows that the secretory membrane is a bilayer. This results in an obvious asymmetry in the transmembrane distribution of phospholipids. I wonder what the consequences of this asymmetry will be? Generally speaking, the asymmetric distribution of membrane components will cause some differences in physiological function. Because, as you may know, the differences in the properties of phospholipids between the two leaflets of the cell membrane are physiologically related. For example, during platelet activation, the number of outer leaflets determines their aggregation ability. On the contrary, the presence of phosphonosatide in the leaflets of the cell membrane is conducive to their participation in a variety of intracellular signal pathways. So, how do you describe the typical transmembrane distribution of phospholipids in the plasma membrane? The typical transmembrane distribution of phospholipids in the mammalian plasma membrane, I think, was established in human erythrocytes. The outer leaflet is rich in spiterionic choline phospholipids, while the inner leaflet mainly contains charged phospholipids, such as aminophospholipids and phosphonosatides. In addition, aminophospholipids are maintained in the inner leaflet by aminotransferase and immobilized on cytoskeletal proteins. Will membrane asymmetry be maintained? Or under what circumstances will it be destroyed? Not really. Indeed, once the cell is activated, phospholipid hyperfermentase will allow phospholipids to mix between the two membrane leaflets. In this case, transmembrane asymmetry is broken and phosphatidylserine is exposed to the outer leaflets of the cell membrane. What is the difference in the relative content of phospholipids in the exosome membrane compared with the plasma membrane? Well, in the plasma membrane, the relative content of phospholipids in every single leaflet is 50%. In contrast, in exosomes, the outer leaflet contains more phospholipids than the inner leaflet, due to strong membrane curvature. Taking the secretion with a diameter of 60 nanometers as an example, two-thirds of the total phospholipids are located in the outer leaflet. Sounds like a big difference. Then what are the consequences of this phospholipid distribution? It leads to obvious transmembrane asymmetry of phosphatidylethanolamine, based on its chemical reaction to nonspecific reagents. In addition, studies have shown that exosomes contain phospholipid scramblase. It is a lipid transporter involved in lipid mixing between two leaflets. As far as I know, the existence of actin in exosomes has been reported. Does this mean that exosomes also contain part of the cytoskeleton? Although the presence of actin in exosomes has been reported, I don't think there is organized cytoskeleton in these vesicles. So, the above results show that. Phospholipids in the exosome membrane lack qualitative transmembrane asymmetry. On the contrary, due to the high content of phospholipids in the outer leaflet, the phospholipids in the outer leaflet are asymmetric in quantity. Subsequently, phosphatidylserine appeared in the outer layer of exosomes, although its content was not high compared with a typical erythrocyte plasma membrane. Exactly. Moreover, due to membrane curvature, the amount of phosphatidylserine in single leaves secreted in vitro is sufficient to be labeled by annexin V and interact with phosphatidylserine receptors on target cells. 
I know some studies have put forward a view that exosomes are not only the intercellular carrier of bioactive lipids, but also an autonomous lipid metabolism entity. What do you think about this, Dr. Hofstadter? Well, exosomes contain bioactive lipids, such as prostaglandins and leukotrienes. These lipids can come from maternal cells, but they also contain many lipids metabolism active enzymes, which can produce these bioactive lipids. Exosome membrane components phospholipids and sterols can be transformed into bioactive lipids by specific enzymes. So, I do agree that exosomes are not only the carrier of lipid molecules, but also the functional unit of lipid metabolism. There are many views in this part, which we can discuss further next Saturday. That is great. I'm afraid our show for today is coming to an end here. Thanks to Dr. Hofstadter for his wonderful science popularization. I believe our dear audiences have a deeper understanding of the lipid group of exosomes. Exosomes have lipid bilayers composed of glycerides, phospholipids, glycerophospholipids, polyglycerides, and high levels of cholesterol and sphingolipids. Compared with the plasma membrane, the exosome membrane is more rigid, which makes it stable in the external environment. Moreover, we also mastered the role of membrane lipid tissue in the interaction between exosomes and target cells. That's all we have today. Thank you for listening. There will be more interesting knowledge waiting for us in the next program. Next Saturday, we will follow Dr. Hofstadter to learn more about exosomes and their RNA. See you next time. Thank you. I hope we will see you next time.